think it's time at the uh, house for a drink? <laughs> oh, gee, miss, you just walked in here. Boy, you're a real Milton Berle, aren't you? <laughs> Television, all those jokes. Listen, I... Hey, why don't you listen to me for a minute, all right? Pretty arrogant. Son of a bitch, you know. <laughs> Hey, I'm talking, you wanna listen to your little trouble, you son of a bitch, I'll give it to you, huh? Got the old one, two, you'll get it. It's the old Zippo bang, and that's what it is. What I want to talk to you about, if you'll listen, is my dog here. There was a way to get back home. Once there was a way to get back home. Sleep, pretty darling, do not cry. And I will sing a lullaby.
several times and on one incident I told him there was one little angle I differed with him on and that was his hard fight to keep the school bill watered down on federal aid to schools. He feels that he's right in saying no school should receive money that's segregated. Say this is good. Tell the people in the state of Mississippi and Georgia, as long as your schools are segregated, you can't receive any federal money for schools. But he sits right there in the Congress and let them give him money to build a federal highway. So if you're going to take my tax money and build a highway in the state of Mississippi where a cat can travel 10 miles to lynch me, then give them kids some money. think it's really that much different. Only difference between the Negro in the South and the Negro in the North is you're a little bit safer up here. <laughs> in the South, they don't care how close the Negro gets as long as he don't get too big. And up North, they don't care how big the Negro gets as long as he don't get too close. so-called problems we have today in America and it just frightens you to death. It wants you, makes you wonder about the intelligence level of this country and of the whole world. Racial problem we consider a racial problem could be solved tonight if one seven-headed idiot floated down here and called us earth people, that's what we would be. And Kennedy and Khrushchev would be sitting at a table five hours from now saying, what can we do with this thing? That's the problem. Everybody's fighting something and there's really nothing to fight. No real racial problem. You never heard of a race ride in the wintertime. you lived in the state of Illinois and you decided to drive your car to certain sections of the South, 
where they see that Eleanor license plate and underneath it, Land of Lincoln, they would shoot through your car. But they won't get rid of the $5 bills that have Lincoln's picture and his name on them. <laughs> so it's amazing, this great problem we supposed to have, it really don't exist. Well, it could be solved tomorrow. But we passed the buck on it. So, well, it's not me, the old folks teach us hate. Old folks can't tell you who to marry. If your parents can't teach you who to love, you know damn good and well they can't teach you who to hate unless you kind of wanted to do it a little bit yourself.
Academy. Young white man that's dead in the motherfucker. <laughs> so he'd sit out there and tell these stories. And he said, when I first came up here from Tupelo, Mississippi, yeah. I drove up here in a tractor. Yeah. That's right, 746 miles on one tank of gas. I had to leave Tupelo because I was working down there. I was in charge of the levy in Lawrence County. So one night the levy bust.
your shoes on my feet. My mind's sitting right far. Tindle is this seat. Ain't blaming on me. There ain't a nigga in the world can hold back no water when it wanna go. And they asked me, say, why didn't you warn the people? Well, shit, I couldn't be running through that water warning nobody. They were going to find out sooner or later anyway. I worked for this white man, his name was Bud Jennings. And I worked for, he was all right to work for, see? He was all right for a white man, he worked for. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. But he had a son named Junior. He was cockeyed. We called him Cockeyed Junior. And he was hard to work for, man, because his eyes went every what you wait. He say, nigga, pick that up, you know, and four or five niggas been down. <laughs> he fell in love with this girl from Pittsburgh. I went to the depot to pick her up, see? I had a horse named Ginger. I hooked up with nothing. L, 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 Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, that's every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard. We stream first here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yes, every Sunday, make a habit of it. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You listen to MutinyRadio.fm for L-W-A-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It is also a podcast. You know what? It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Right, Carl? Hi, Carl. Right. Hey, Mike. What's up? W-L-A-F-L. Your drive time DJ. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym is also our podcast. So if you don't have time on Sundays to listen, you can listen Sunday night with our podcast description. And bonus, we're on the video on YouTube where you can watch us right now. At our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We do this every week. 
you listen to our podcast, you watch the movie at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Heart Bleeps. We will watch today Heart Bleeps 1981. It's one word. You go to your YouTube search engine and you put in heart, like boom, 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 boom. And then bleep, right. like I don't know what, like a curse word? No, like a robot bleeps. Beeps, beeps, beeps. I'm screwing up the audience. Heart beeps. Oh, I'm such a jerk. B-E-E-P-S. Heart, one word, heart, B-E-E-P-S, 1981. Sorry, audience. The channel is Ishka. Ishka, I-S-H-K-A-H. Ishka is hosting it, and he has it like it's almost uh, part of a a playlist. It's number 41, Heart Beeps, starring Andy Kaufman, and then in parentheses, 1981. Really excited. This is a film I've heard about since 1981. I never mm-hmm. had a chance to see this movie. So lucky us, huh? Yeah, probably because it yeah. bombed. And I, I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, FM DeMarco uh, for his movie podcast. His movie Facebook page recommended this link and finally found a link to Heartbeeps. So Heartbeeps. I, I, I follow his father on uh, AM. AM. Uh... Oh yeah. Well, you know what, old man, I listen to uh, I listen to FM tomorrow. I think it's something to say. AM tomorrow. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I remember right. it tomorrow. Wow, we are all over the place. So here's what we're gonna do. We want you to go find that link. That is course number forty one dot heart beeps starring Andy Kaufman, nineteen eighty one, and then go ahead, press the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero zero. We should mention. There's ads in this. Yes. So yes. when you hit it, there's probably going to be an ad. Let the ad play. Hit skip ad and then hit pause when you get to the real meat of the movie. Rather short movie today. Uh, but once you get it paused and all ready and all set to go, heart beeping, when we say go, we want you to hit play and start the movie along with us so we can let us watch full length. Carl, we have a special comedian, celebrity comedian to yes. do our celebrity comedian countdown. She's Take it away, Carl. Okay. Good evening, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. All right. Why did you play that clip? Were you playing that clip? Were you playing that clip? Ronnie. Listen, I'm recording my podcast. Would you do our countdown? All right. This is Johnny Watson. He's a big time star. He was on Saturday Night Live. Uh, he was. In, he's streaming right now on that John Lennon Netflix film. Um, he was uh, what? <laughs> he's, he's he's in this new movie called Fly Guys that's coming out. He was the star of this documentary called Last in Class. Ladies and gentlemen, counting us down from three, it's Johnny Watson. Three, two, one. Go. Wow, thank you, Carl's friend on the phone. My name is Crime Buster, 00719. 007-19. Oh, this movie's all over the place. What's going on? We'll get to opening credits in a minute. It just starts in this awkward way. In media res. In the middle of shit. In the middle of shit. Welcome to the movie. We got a hostage negotiation happening right now. You see the tree stump? It's threatening him. He's a cop. He's a robot cop. Crime buster. Right. Move or I'll shoot. 
There must be a way I can mute this. Uh, yes, uh, you can mute it. And it seems, is this a really talking movie, Carl? Yes, it's a very talking movie. Ron Gans is the voice of Crime Buster. And Ron, I didn't look you up. I was not impressed. <laughs> I'm so apologetic. Well, I I recognize he's one of those that guys from Hollywood. You see that <laughs> robot, you're like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Well, that robot, Mike, it's really interesting. It's from the Six Million Dollar Man. Um, it was just they retooled it to use it. In the, it was from an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, and they just, you know, put a few more bells and whistles on it. I remember that's when Steve Austin taunted the other robots. Ha ha, I got a penis. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. How many movies has Andy Kaufman been in? Zero, right? Yeah, he was. Um, let's see here. I have him right here. Yeah, his name is Val, and we're getting to meet him right now. He's a robot. Um, hardly any. He was all over TV. You see, he was in negotiations for a movie about Tony Clifton, but they didn't have confidence in him because they didn't know if he was a star or not. You know, he could do it. So they right. put him in this film as a test. Wow, what an expensive test. Yeah, yeah, $12 million. And that's like, this is what, early 80s money? Yeah, now they made $2,154,000. Like, they lost $10 million on this film. Now here's Randy Quaid on the left. Well, yeah, on the left. Oh, the big guy. The one with the yeah. mega hat. From, uh, I guess you could say he's uh, from National Lampoon's Vacation, right? That's how everyone knows yeah. him. I, I know him from tabloid newspapers from across the country in Canada. Ah. For, his, for his latest crazy antics. His, yeah, aunt, he, uh, he... his uncle is okay, but his antics is crazy, man. <laughs> and this is Kenneth McMillan. He's a character actor. You would know him from like Dune, and um, he always plays these like gruff, hostile characters. Uh, he was in Rhoda for years. He's a character actor. You'll know his face. Right now, sure. we're looking at his ears. Now they just manufactured him, and they're gonna let him go, or? Well, he's come in for repairs. Something's wrong. He's got to get fixed. So they're just warehousing him. Until it's time. And that makeup must be crazy. Yeah, it is. And the guy's like a award winner. He didn't win an Oscar, but he was nominated. He his his name is Stan Winston. And sure. he was he lost the Oscar to um American Werewolf in London. We can understand why he did. Right. But, what a uh, year. Okay, I got an ad going. Ad four, three, uh, two. Panarea. Why would you have something called Dan? Hey, Angelinos, mm -hmm. don't tell me where I am. Stop specifying location. Skip ad. Sorry, that should be Denver. Skip ad. Is there a way I could skip the? Yeah, you could skip the ad. Skip the ad. I'm clicking skip ad. Oh, you know get what? I skipped on the actual. Ah. There, phew. Ah. Hey, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Now, who should his bunkmate be here? on a high shelf in a store in a warehouse but another model this model you see he's val he's valcom 17485 
and he's like a stockbroker kind of like a uh, commodities trader kind of robot. I know and his Rick... brother, Vic Twenty. <laughs> yeah, Vic Valcom, Valcom, one seven four eight five. We're gonna call him Val, and she is Aquacom. Eight nine zero four five. Now they didn't know about dot coms at that point, right? Valcom right. and Aquacom must be computer though, which is it's what dot com computer-y. is. It isn't. Um, and she is like a, a robot for parties, and not for sex, but for like um, serving at pool parties mostly, but other social functions too, like serving tray and engaging in conversation hey have you checked out my bird at peter's bot <laughs> no that sounds really interesting oh bird at peter bot uh, yeah if i had a bird at peter's bot i would have big plans for her she I would, would be... ask her about her career, human's career you know what was it like to be working with the robot probably can't answer because doesn't know what it's like to, to work with other humans Sigourney Weaver was offered this role to be Bernadette Peters' role, and she really wanted to do it. And her agent was like, come on, what are you, crazy? What is Sandy Kaufman? Ridiculous. It's a pretty crazy premise. What's that? It's a pretty crazy premise. I remember Alan Arquish. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's the director. He did a bunch of cool movies. Don't we like one of his films? Go crazy or something? Go bananas? Well, there's Get Crazy in nineteen. Get Crazy. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I get it mixed up with going bananas. Engage in talk. Oh, all right, hang on. Um, and we will hear Andy Kaufman. I just Ignatius. Aquacom. Aquacom. I am being custom reconditioned. As a companion hostess that's for how they talk through during this movie yeah it's how she'll talk throughout My observation concerning the i do like the sunset. the sunset the sunset is pretty yeah the director did do a good job now this guy started with like with roger corman what what no no come on come on oh i thought you were talking hang on well by the time i unmute i, I miss out however for the calm series robot Charm increases desirability and is therefore valuable to knowledge. I too am in the companion series. You hear it? Yeah. yeah. Wait, I want to hear more. I am Valcom 17485. Function? Okay, I don't want to hear any more. Okay. Carl, that is really annoying. Well, that's the movie. Great. But it's endearing and sweet. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times with sound, and they're playing the nice music. John Williams did the music, by the way. Yeah. The producer who worked on this was also with John Williams on uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so they pulled him in. It's a really beautiful soundtrack, but, like, John, that's like hitting it, fixing it with a hammer, you know? I mean, it's too, he's too good for this film. Well, Stan, Stan Winston is a pretty impressive special effects guy and yeah just by losing to rick baker that year it just shows how crazy uh competition was but they're all like stellar people this movie like i remember when it came out in the theaters and the ad campaign looked really weird yeah really you, you can't really say that for many films the taglines are funny 
Um, meet a modern nuclear family unlike any other. Well, that's not funny. Um, yeah, they're not funny. Okay. Excuse me. The other tagline is wanted. Be on the lookout for this gang of misfit robots. It's really actually not good tags at all, is it? Uh, well, I'll be on the lookout. People will be like, Mike, that was a movie poster. You don't really have to look out for misfit <laughs> robots. Now, there will be a thunderstorm. And during this thunderstorm, they will both be scared. In this movie, robots totally have emotions. Do they it's really? Anthony Quinn, should I get it? It's Anthony Quinn. I won't get it. Um, no, I don't. What was I saying? They have emotion in this. You'll see. Go ahead. Come on. Why don't you be – don't be stingy on the mute this episode. Okay. Hang on. Just give me a second. I'm doing this old-fashioned style. I got to uh, manually do stuff. Okay. Okay. Hang on. No, I want to hear it. Uh, yeah, you're just going to hear a thunderstorm, Mike. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Give me a break. Hey, on, one... Old school, I have to manually click the button. Yeah, you have to manually. Yeah. It's old that school. Looks... I got to switch browser windows. Oh, you do? I... Yeah, I can't see you, Carl. I have. If I want to see okay. you, I go to a different... I guess so. This is okay, some pretty well, cool. So now the storm is calming, so they're not being, you know, holding hands and being scared. But they like suddenly see they don't like each other like love or something. Like it will grow into that. Or, now, aren't or they going to be future? trying to telegraph that? Uh oh. Yeah. Training. Oh, 007 by bot. <laughs> Crime Buster, Crime Buster. Crime Buster. Now that, I just tickles me pink that this is from a TV show with uh, and it's Six Million Dollar Man. Right. This guy's great, Mike. Don't be stingy on the mute button with this guy. And don't do it now. Don't do it now. Throughout our film, be ready. By the time I press the button, they're going to talk. Now, is this James Coco? Is this uh, Paul Dooley? No. Um, Kill the kid. You know what? Okay, it's Barry Diamond. Oh, I know Barry Diamond. I didn't look him up. I He's looked up. Like, I'm not going to say poor man's bobcat, but he was in uh, Bachelor Party as a crazy friend. Oh. Uh, he's he's really funny. He's he was in National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which we saw back in the day. Yes, we did. And uh, it's it's oh he's always a welcome presence. Uh, he he's a, he did a bunch of comedy albums in the eighties. Rainbow. Pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's like, what is the function of a rainbow? It has a census to sign to all the colors on the spectrum that the human eye can detect. Yes. He got to perform with Carol Kane too in Taxi. So he's he's performed with Bernadette Peters and Carol Kane. Now Bernadette Peters was all about Broadway. We think of her as a movie star because that's how we know right. her, but really most all of her career was Broadway. 
And of course she was in the jerk and you know, she was, she was in a lot of films. Um, Pennies from heaven, Annie, the, she was on Carol Burnett show, the Muppet show. She was in silent movie, but really she won Tony awards. She was nominated all the time. She was really a, I always associate her with uh, Mel Brooks movies too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Kimmy Schmidt, wasn't she the landlord on that show? I think so. Or no, that's probably Carol Kane. I got it mixed up. God damn it. I don't know who Carol Kane is. Can you believe that? She looks exactly like Burnett Peters. Oh, here's Barry Diamond. Hang on. Let me manually click it. Now, this is a very delicate machine. It's not right to just oh, tell me what's clicks. right. Speaking of right, I'm staying Randy? at this gorgeous hotel. I told the clerk, I got a leak in the sink. Said, go ahead. Customers always right. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, that's my act. <laughs> I so, got a um, leak in my sink. Yeah, they underutilized uh, Randy Quaid here because he plays a straight guy the whole time, which we've seen him do before. But he's really yeah, he's a always like a big actor. Well, in the seventies, he was like a serious actor. One floor uh, is Cuckoo's Nest, The Last Detail. Yeah. The Last Detail for sure. I don't know if he was in Cuckoo's Nest. Well, don't so quote me you, on Cuckoo's Nest. Do you, do you think that, like, National Lampoon movie, you know, Vacation, really suddenly now he's a comedic actor? Well, I mean, he also was on SNL, like, during that weird year as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, with Martin Short and... Are you sure? Like they just oh, uh, Anthony Hall, Michael Anthony Hall, and and Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't it him? Yeah, they just stacked that show. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right. Click. Hang on. Click. And he didn't hear the weasel. Oh, I miss. I just. Stop. I just got his punchline. Yeah. <laughs> Right, every bit where the little guy tells a joke, you start with the punchline. And that's not what the monkey said. And then everyone goes, ah. <laughs> That's right. That's classic. That I, I remember that most, like, they, they'd be at a, um, one time, like, the Flintstones got rich. They were having a cocktail party, and that was, <laughs> that's what the monkey says. <laughs> the scene opens up with him telling, finishing a joke. Yeah. It's all living. It's all living. <laughs> Oh no! Oh. oh, I'm clicking oh, skip that. I'm clicking Distant skip that. Mountains. I need to take a field trip with a highly intelligent companion okay, how to come help me no... collect, oh, store, and interpret data. I lack such a union. So Barry <laughs> Diamond has a plan for these two? No. No, he's a third wheel. Are they robot small talking? No, Doesn't he's proposing that they leave there and go. He wants to go out and gather data about lumber, which is what he trades in commodities. You see, so he thinks this will help his primary function, and he needs, he desires a unit to assist him with processing and interpretation of data. And she's like, "I am such a unit." Cute. Oh, wow, so they really met cute in this movie. 
Yeah, this movie is cute throughout the whole thing. That's a good way to explain it. And uh, this this wasn't a hit. This was a big bomb. And uh, Andy Kaufman, like, shot his own foot in a way because he didn't get... Uh, okay, I don't know. He didn't... This wasn't his baby. You know what I mean? They gave him the right. script. They put him in it. Um, so it's a little unfair. But uh, And also, look, they green-lighted his budget. Not him. It's the director and the producer. They green-lighted the budget with under this mistake of R2-D2 and C-3PO are very popular with kids. Can you imagine, Carl? God damn it. Get me production. We need an R2-D2 movie in right. the pipelines now. What about this Kaufman kid? We've been looking to try him out. Yeah, Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You mean that Tony oh. Clifton pick? You I'm recognize so the character actor? I recognize the board game. Aren't they playing Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer? Mm-hmm. That's Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer. Who <laughs> <laughs> left a... the fridge door open? Mike! I don't, rec I don't recognize any of them. What's up, Carl? He's saying, like, I got my wife the cleanup bot, and she loves it. I don't know. Truck and its contents might be valuable to us. Yeah, so let's just save us steal time it. and energy depreciation. Oh man, these robots have gone bad. Yeah, they're breaking bad that. in a, in the uh, that camper. Um, where is um? Damn it! What's his name? Catskill, Catskill model. Shecky? Shecky. I thought I made that name up. I didn't. Shecky's a real name? Shecky Green's like one of the world's most famous Catskills comedians. Oh, okay, okay. I In uh, Life's Laugh Lessons, I named the guy Shecky, and nobody batted an eye. I didn't know I was paying homage. Yeah, that's right, you so, were. There was a Jewish humor magazine called Shecky Magazine for a while. <laughs> now, right now, she's being a like kind of wife. She's like, my danger sense is... Why don't you reach... You know, could you reduce speed, please? Please check map. I don't need map, honey. Please right, check right. map. So it's like, what'd you do with the robots? They're not there. The fuck? Now Randy Quaid and and um, gosh, his name's Max. Max okay. and Charlie. Stupid names. Um. Oh, here, here we go. Is that Ned Beatty? You two get pressure. And Good guess. Good guess. Look, Rob, trying to don't fly. look, Rob and me. God damn it! It's Richard. Oh, who we saw in Hopscotch. Right? Isn't he? Isn't he Arliss? Best known as Arliss. I don't think no. so. No. Well, he's I best the... known for Splash. He was the doctor in Splash. Gotcha. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. Run off and, and find, find us a alone. unicorn. So it's like, what you guys got to go, got to leave the complex and go find him. They're in Colorado. They shot in Colorado. 
Now, nice. it, it gets warm in Colorado, so it really limited the time in which they could have the makeup on. It would start to – melt's not the right word. It would start to go bad. Yeah, I mean, it looks really restrictive. The the robot, robot makeup looks cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would love it to have like that. robots. Yeah, totally. I don't know about the robot with the mouth open to the side. I feel uncomfortable being served food from it. <laughs> I think it'll be mocking me. <laughs> Crime Buster 007. No relation. The James Bond. I got that joke right. Oh, Carl, I watched this movie. If I don't know if you, you're a fan of uh, Ip Man, but the fourth one, uh, Ip Man's in San Francisco in the 1950s. He's the guy who taught Bruce Lee. There were no IP uh, addresses in the 1950s. Well, they have. They're in a military base, and it's, it's a Chinese production, and they have English in it. So the drill sergeant is like, "Bust your ass!" And at one point, he goes, uh, "Put the banana in the tailpipe." Oh, really? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, I think the movie was 2003, but the drill sergeant yells at them, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> We're not following any banana in the tailpipe. It sounds like the military is yelling that. God, I love it. Hitman, really good. So, Hitman 4, the finale. Val ran us off the road, you know, because, <laughs> you know, awkward he was driving crazy, and um, now they got to figure stuff out. You know, they're a little trapped. So they're in Colorado right now, even though it looks like they just shot somewhere. It looks like they shot in your backyard, Carl. No, that look. Look at those pines. That All looks right. like Colorado. Nice. You see that like cooling shade, even though it's hot as shit. That the pines give. Yeah. That's that kind of forest. Now, Barry Diamond was with them all the time? Yeah. He's the third He's the wheel. Best. Literally, okay, now, right? They've got all these spare parts, and now that the truck has crashed, they've got to carry him, and that's not efficient. Okay? And Val is efficient. So what he does is he and Bernadette Peters assemble a unit, a little robot, with all their spare parts. And what this you know, becomes really yeah. is their child. Oh! Ah! 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 Skipad. Phew. Thank you. I, for a second, I wanted a beer. There he is. That's our kid. Kid bot. Right. Hello, you are listening to AM DeMarco. My, your dad, dad, this is my show. Sorry, FM. Wow, there was a lot of shitty robots in the early 80s. I, I can't, these robots are not as bad as Disney's The Black Hole robots. Oh, those were horrible. Those were like Sam and Bob. Big. Yeah. But this guy, I don't talk like this. Oh, I think there's a Christian analogy going through the black hole. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. That robot smoking a cigar, I think they only made one of him, and they said, we should not make a second one. <laughs> he's a cat. He's a, he's a stand-up comedian. You can have him for the night. He's a cat skills model. Oh, I got you. Funny thing happened on the way to the... Yeah. Yeah. Humor processing now. Humorous, insert humorous, humorous story. 
Now, the person who really is going to end up loving his jokes is um, uh, the little guy. What's his name? How can I not remember what his name is? There was a lot of names I saw in the opening credits, like a lot of people I recognize. Phil, Phil. Okay, so I don't understand this, and I should have researched this. It says Jerry Garcia as Phil's voice. Can you believe that? Phil is the little... Um, How would, would that be possible? I, I, I think it's possible. The director used to work when he was a kid at NYU. He used to work at the Fillmore East, and the Grateful Dead went in and out of there a lot. A lot of stars he did. Sure. But let me just look at this up and at a cocktail party I was I do remember like when this movie came out, it's robots walking around in the forest. Yes, it is. There's something <laughs> weird about there's something weird about that. Like it's cool. Well, okay. As you know, robots run on electricity. So what hap happens? If you run out of electricity, ooh, ooh, I know. Teach, pick, pick me. Ooh, um, ooh. Spiegelman. It's it's pronounced Spiegelman, uh, Mister Goy. Uh, they they don't robot. What? They don't robot. I don't know. Yeah, they stop robotting. <laughs> no mo. No mo robato, no mo. <laughs> no mo gato, Mister. Uh, no mo robatos. Jerry Garcia, it is. It's the real Jerry Garcia. Now there's I guess still, he... there's a guy named Phil in the Grateful Dead. He's the other one. Oh, isn't it O C H O C H S? Isn't that him? Phil. No. Or we we're isn't it we're. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, you're right. It's not Phil Weir. Maybe it's the it's drummer not... is. Huh. John Weir. Okay, oh, never now... mind. Do we have to talk to a deadhead now to figure this out? I blame marijuana. I should know the answers right at the tip of my tongue. Right. But you don't have any marijuana, so it's not. Oh, yes, I do. Nothing... Oh, yes, I nothing's, do. Nothing's That's registering. Not... Nothing's registering because you have a. Yeah, it's great. It's a good contrast, Carl. You see, they're in human robots, and this is nature. Now, she's a character, I, I don't know, her name's Kathleen Freeman, and uh, she was in vaudeville. You see her on the left there? Yeah. She was, like, with Jerry Lewis in 11 films, like, a, being, a, like, a foil. That's sure. She was in the Blues Brothers. They called her the Penguin. She was, uh... Right, she was the nun? Right. You know, when she was in the new Dragnet and Naked Gun, thirty three and a third, and she had cameos in Gremlins, and she she's a big deal. Yeah, they got they got a ringer in this movie called the Naked Gun. They're calling. Uh, they're calling for Phil. They're looking for Phil. He has. He is lost. Phil unit. Phil come. He'll come. Ray's last name is Calm. I might be wrong. Their last name is Calm. 
right. Is Phil there? Two bar. Yeah, Phil there? Fill my pockets? Hang on, let me check. <laughs> Phil there? Phil, fill my pockets? Oh, there's nobody named that uh, name. My pockets. Okay, so they're looking. Okay, wait till you see her. There's her face. You know her now? Yeah, of course. She's in, like, uh, I know her from Jerry Lewis movies. I've, I've seen her. <laughs> Ladies, man. No, but in the, I got to tell you, Mike, I watched. That's not really true. I took a look at some clips. I watched right. um, her in those Jerry Lewis films, and uh, she's a young person. She does not look like that. She was in a bunch of those movies, but she had, I know who you're yeah, talking about. I recognize her. Well, let's see uh, here. Wow, they found the uh, cigarette lighter. I was born a cigarette lighter, and now I am sentient. Bleep blorp. <laughs> So they've already started a nuclear family. Yeah, that's our tag. Terrible tag. Now, I this didn't get a, any Razzies, but the um, 1981 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards really favored them. Um, Wait a minute. The 1981 Stinker Awards? Were yeah, they like the Razzies away. They, It's all nominations. This film didn't win any categories. But it was nominated worst picture, worst screenplay, screenplay, most painfully unfunny comedy, worst actor wow. was Andy Kaufman. Most was he bad in this accent. Wow, he won the 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 Covenant, the notorious worst accent award from the Stinkers. No, no, just nominated, and it's the Stinkers, uh, the Stinkers bad movie awards. Look, oh. the Razzies won. The Razzies have legs. They're still with us today. The Razzies are the VHS of uh, Betamax competitors. Bingo. Gotcha. Uh, stinkers, you left us too soon. <laughs> Just when Megaforce was coming out, too. Huh? Guys, you blew it. Kroll is coming out next year. You All blew right. it, Stinkers. You blew it, Stinkers. Had you been around for a couple more years. Could have done more movies. I can see the makeup, you know, melting. It must have been it real smoke. Do you think it's like, do you feel like as an audience member looking at their makeup, you feel like kind of sorry for them? Like it's distracting? Because <laughs> they must be no, in a lot of pain. I never am sympathetic with you. You're always looking at the plight of the actor. Like, oh sure. my God, they made him do this. They're uh -huh. mud wrestling. I never emphasize. Oh, These are movie stars. They should earn their money. Listen, Eddie Deason's roommate was not a movie star. He was just supposed to show up to Bugsy's girl. He did That's not know true. he was going to be mud wrestled. That is true. You you yeah. you got me there. Got you there. There's other ones about that film too that were you know the guy getting hung upside down and yeah. But but this is a twelve million dollar budget. It's Bernadette Peters. I do not feel bad that some makeup is caking on her face. They yeah, I mean they spent a lot on this makeup too. God, I can't believe they said robots are hot. Make me a <laughs> robot movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did from three p three p. So right now, what's happening? Just like Val made the dumb decision, I am in full control of this vehicle. He's like, I will reason with the bear, right? So he goes in there, say, 
looking at my non-threatening manner, Bear. We would like to share your cave. <laughs> Are wow. you damaged? Yeah, hurt little hurt pride. Lost his bow tie. Oh, no, he gave it to Phil. That was a locator unit. So now if Phil gets lost again, I, I should have mentioned. He took off his bow tie, which was his locator unit, and he put it on Phil. I apologize for not realizing the plot. Fair. Well, because they love Phil. They're starting to like Phil is in, Phil is not a unit that can protect himself. We must care for Phil. Oh, interesting. Interesting parody and satire of the of the modern family. You know, it really is a cute film. Um, yeah. And I don't really think it deserved its bomb as much as you don't invest $12 million in this. I have to say the runtime is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's 87 minutes. Yeah, well, they hated the first cut from this director, Alan Arkush. 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 Alan Arkush. Say it again. This, okay. This guy did rock and roll high school. Right. No, I know who he is. He's really funny. With the Ramones. He's, yeah. He's made uh, get, Go Crazy is a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's done some good ones. So it's kind of, you know, I'm not surprised to see he's the one who came up with this. He did Caddyshack, too. I don't know if that's a big deal. But he did El Elvis Meets Nixon in 97. I think that was right. Pretty he did like this a drama called um, Shake, Rattle, and Rock for TV in 94. It was supposed to be the prequel to uh, Rock and Roll High School. So he was born in Jersey, and he went to school in Fort Lee. And when he was went to Ooh. high school in Fort Lee, the director, Alan Urkush, and when he went to, you know, he got inspired to make the film from his experiences in high school. He goes to NYU, and who is his professor and advisor? Martin Scorsese. Nice. I thought it was going to be Xavier, uh, Charles Xavier, but that's that's not bad either. Professor X. That's so dark. Uh, What's going on? He worked for Roger Corman, and then he had the opportunity to make Rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. And so Roger Corman was like, if you do a good job, you'll never have to work for me again. Because they're like, I think he made it, you know. From what I understand, him and Joe Dante edited the trailers for New World Pictures for Corman. That's exactly right. They made yeah. the trailers. Those two. Yeah, and I, th I haven't seen Hollywood Boulevard, but they, they co-directed a movie early in their careers. Uh, I don't know if it's a, the stock footage of other movies or just like kids mm -hmm. driving up and down Hollywood Boulevard or what have you. But, now, uh, by the way, Catskill guy is telling jokes and 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 Phil is loving it and this a bonding thing will happen between them and when it comes to the energy and electricity crisis it'll play out. Yeah, you like that, huh? I like it when you like things like that. Because when you're happy, I'm happy. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. Oh yeah. My wife said, "Where do you expect to keep it?" I said, "Under our bed." She said, "What about the smell?" And I said. Yeah, just like I did. That's a great tag. 
<laughs> Once you get the punchline, keep talking. <laughs> hey, hey, so what about the smell? I said, oh, don't worry about that skunk. He'll probably get just to the smell soon enough, but being a skunk under the bed and all. Yeah, he's just time. stepping on his punch. He really is. You're right. Yeah. He'll get used to it. You let the audience laugh. And then you go, just like I did. Tag. Tag. Or I, I would recommend a tag of, because the smell is actually not from the skunk, I mean, from the skunk, but it's the actual bed. I Let's listen you. now. Let's listen. Right. Let's listen. Manual click. Keep listening. I have already computed that song. Keep listening. They get a kiss? They'll get interrupted, and it'll be a, one of the only funny scenes in this film when they're awkward. Finish with my shoulder. See if you can fix my pressure center. <laughs> so, Bernadette Peters is going to try to fix Right, it must be broken. Strong. Sorry to torture you, Mike. All right, you don't have to listen. No, no, let's get to the punchline. There's no, the punchline's coming a ways off. They're going to be all touching each other for a while. Uh, and then the skunk said, don't worry about me. I just need to rest. Here, under the bed that was bought at Sealy Postropedic. <laughs> Second hand, hence the smell. <laughs> that I got used to as I step on the laughs. It's so funny when you keep talking, they they stop laughing so that they okay, they want to hear the next thing. So they stop right. It sucks when you stop your own laugh. You know what I'll do is that once I realize I did that, I'll explain the joke since I had their attention. <laughs> okay, watch this. Watch this. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh ha oh yes. You did not announce yourself. We were only adjusting each other's exchanging gauges. data. Yes. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Uh -oh, but did they? No. Zero, zero, no. Listen to this guy. Oh, he does say no. Uh, no. Uh oh, Robert Klein hardware. Well, he was going. <laughs> he was going through like three or four examples. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Did they? No. It's almost like a Ted, Ted Knight or whatever. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Too so, close for comfort. Yes. Um, I don't know. Alan, the director, said bad movies don't start out as bad movies. Going to restaurants down 
W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh, God, okay. You don't know what O is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. 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 Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks. Good to see you. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with me, Mike Spiegelman. And Carl, LW. Yeah, YT is YouTube. Uh, Excuse me. YouTube is one word. YouTube is one word. I just said YT is YouTube. Right. It'd just be Y. Okay. L W A F L L Y. That's actually my question. YT. YT. L W A F L M O Y T. That's a great question. I'll have to get, I'll have to circle around and back. Welcome to the show. We are streaming first, as always, on MutinyRadio.fm, our home base in San Francisco. Beautiful, beautiful Mission District. Come on down. With Mutiny Radio has live shows, live comedy shows, Monday and Fridays. Check the website, MutinyRadio.fm. Check the website, MutinyRadio.fm, and download our archive. Subscribe to us. You can also uh, listen to the show live, live stream it. Uh, just go to mutinyradio.fm. We're here every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are YouTube a podcast, channel. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what's up? YouTube channel. Tell them about the YouTube channel. That was my third, but that's the greatest thing we have is our YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, howdy. Uh, <laughs> go to L-W-L-F-L-O-Y-T. Because we'll be watching what? this movie. We want you. I said L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. That was my question. <laughs> I can't. It's not. I have to say, YouTube is YT. I'm sorry. It just sounds better. I understand. So, yeah, you can type in that acronym in YouTube. And what we're going to do is, we want you to go to YouTube, watch a movie with us, turn the sound off, listen to the podcast at the same time, and watch it. What movie are we watching today? Today we will watch. This is a hard one. The Return of the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman, 1987. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The return of the, the return of the six million dollar man. You got to write out six million in English. And X. the bionic woman. B I O N I C. Come on, we all know how to spell bionic. 1987. Also, you got to say ampersand. Instead of the A N D, you got to put in that little squiggly ampersand. Probably you start I... typing this, it'll come up. Okay, so we want you to type the return of the six S I X million dollar man ampersamp the B I O N I C right nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, Carl, channel what channel is like, It's important yes. because the first channel has ads, and that's not going to work. So you want Dave D Entertainment, Dave, Dave. D middle initial D. Entertainment. Oh, last name Entertainment. <laughs> His full name is David. My card. <laughs> My card. Entertainment. Entertainment Productions. 
Dave Entertainment proprietor. Now, can we finally get to the Celebrity Comedian Countdown? Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Daniel Caprio. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, nice to be here. So, Daniel, we are comedians out there on the scene. I'm bumping into you at shows, at open mics, and I think it's fair to say that you're a Central Jersey, South Jersey comedian. Is that fair? Uh, yes, that is fair. I'd like to say Central Jersey, but I do do, uh, I was just in Atlantic City uh, not more than a month and a half ago, so that's South Jersey. So when I'm dialing your number, I'm dialing 609. That is pretty central to me. That's a Mercer County dial to uh, area code there. So Amen. how come you never come up north? Many, many South Jersey, Central Jersey comedians I do see up here every now and again. You never seem to venture our way. Uh, yeah, because a lot of times it's way too far for way too little. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not talking about shows, by the way. I'm talking about uh, straight up open mics. Yeah, five minutes and you've driven an hour, you know, hour 15. It doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm talking close to two hours for most of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think of you as a comedy producer and a host. Now, I've been part of this sauce open mic in New Brunswick. Yeah, uh, the sauce mic with the, the George Street Co-op. But also I see you doing stuff at like Mercer County Community College. What's Correct. the philosophy here? You make your own shows. You're a bit of a producer. That's true. Uh, it's actually this Thursday is the Mercer mic. Um, it's not totally mine. I mean, they pay me to do it, which is great. Uh, but, you know, I have to follow, you know, the rules that they set. But um, I was their first choice when they brought it back. It's, it's, uh, it hasn't been going on for like three years now. And it uh-huh. just came back um, in uh, February. And, what, uh, it took a COVID break? Yeah, an extended one. Uh, but I'm so glad it's back. And, and they've been well attended. Too. So I'm very happy with that. Well, I see the stuff on social media, and it's a very good stage. And it's lots of friends I see booked on that show. You know, it looks like it's a fun time. Oh, most definitely. I can't wait. So I see you on the run right now in the car. That's because you're so damn active in comedy. Where are you going now? I'm going to uh, Red Bank uh, to uh, a dispensary uh, called Scarlet Reserve. They have uh, they have mics every Tuesday, and they have shows uh, every now and then on Friday. And you get to pick up a little something while you're there, right? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> You're used to going and having a beer, but uh, this is a little different. Do they serve alcohol? No, no, no. I think it's BYOB, but no more drinking for me. I haven't drank in uh, over six years now. Really? Was it yeah. a problem? No, you just I don't I don't like this or. No, no, it was definitely problems. Uh, oh. But I am uh, I'm glad I'm glad I made that decision. It's been a positive. Uh, it's been a positive. Definitely. Gotcha. Now. You have, okay, so you've got this special, right? And it's called Utterly Ridiculous. Now, it's not utterly ridiculous. It's like the animal, an otter. It's utterly ridiculous. But it's not on your own YouTube channel. What is that, Backwards Entertainment? Tell me about this special, how it came about, and why it's on a different person's channel. Well, the reason why it's on a different channel is because my friend BJ, uh, I, I wanted to pay him do it 
but he made a stipulation, uh, which you know saved me quite a lot of money. Uh, he told me, he's like, look, I'll film and edit it for you. Uh, just uh, let's put it on my channel. Because he has, I think right now, he has about 2,000 subscribers to his channel. And uh, uh-huh. he knew we would get like a pretty good amount of views. Um, and uh, so I said, yeah, you know, it's going to reach more eyes having it on your channel versus mine. Uh, and he did film and, you know, like edit it. So, you know, we made that deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, our friend Alex Gillespie uh, brought in uh, sure. a couple more cameras and he helped uh, film it too. And um, so what the deal was, uh, I told him like whatever little clips, like 30 seconds, a minute, I would put those on my channel and he would put the full length on his channel. And it's worked out great. Right. Yeah, it sounds like it. Both of those guys, I know those dudes, they're really great guys. And that's terrific. They were helping out and everything. So oh, very talented on and off stage, yeah. Yeah. Spe- yeah. So tell me, how can people find you out there on social media? What is it? Instagram, Twitter? How can people get in touch and see what you're up to and where you they can check you out? Instagram, I'm real active on. It's just at Daniel Caprio. Uh, I try to keep things simple so people can find me easy. Twitter, uh, somebody took at Daniel Caprio, so it's at Daniel underscore Caprio for Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, Twitter's kind of a cesspool, though, so I don't really... I only, like, really post promos on there, like, you know, like, yeah. dates and mics and things like that, pictures and stuff. Um, but it has its, uh, it has its, and yes. um, all other social media, it's just, uh, it's just Daniel Caprio. Okay. Now, Daniel Caprio. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home's got a press play, same time as we do at the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Daniel Caprio, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Right, here we go. Three, two, one, go! What for the commercial? It's Ernie Anderson. I'm Paul Thomas Anderson's dad, and I do the voiceover for Six Million Dollar Man. The is I? Yeah. The zap? Ooh, that wall went down. That window went through. There's a new Six Million Dollar Person. Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. (laughs) Next. No, Mike, were you a big fan? Were you a fan? Yes, I was, of course. Yeah. The 70s would not be complete without Lee Majors and uh, Lindsay Wagner as the bionic couple. Yes. Carl, what is the premise of the show? The shows? Your show? This show? No, the original. No, originally in the 70s, we watched The Six ah, Million okay. Dollar Man. So, yeah. So, uh, there was a crash, and we're about to see the beginning. You see how young he is? And yeah. we're going to see that he has a plane crash, and so they figured they could rebuild him as a cyborg. They didn't use that term at all. They put bionics in him. So he's got a fake leg that makes him jump like that. He's got a super eye. He can super see. And he has a bionic arm so he can super bionic. Here we go. Ah, I have to witness the crash every time the show starts. He's got a bionic arm too, a bionic leg, but she doesn't have a bionic eye. She has a bionic ear. What was that you said? Say what? what? Hey, I think they're talking about us two states over. Yeah. Bionic now, Man, you're right. 
Look at she's she's fantastic. Oh, she right. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-starring this, other people. Yeah, well, that's the new uh, Bionic guy, and he's the son of of Steve Austin. There's, There's Lee the Majors. Oh, look at that, Steve, Lee Majors too. Yeah. yeah. Now, when, wasn't Lee Majors and Eddie Deason in in the Fall Guy together? Was Eddie Deason in the Fall Guy? That's cool. I, I think so. It's either that or the one where it was like, I it might be T.J. Hooker. Oh, okay. That that's with yeah. the Shatner. With Shatner. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, it looks like it's all fun and games, but it's not, Michael. It's not. This is the paramilitary organization fortress. Well, they need to use the elevator. <laughs> no, they're just going to do whatever they want. They go in with explosives. They... Now, we're overhearing Oscar Goldman go, they broke into the military force. They 19 people were injured. I like Oscar Goldman. He's my favorite part of both shows. He was in the Buster Keaton story, which we saw together. He was one of the movie executives. Super young. Right, super young. Man, that explosion went to either side of the truck. Now, in the car is a dad in Surf 2. It is Weekend at (laughs) Bernie's. It's our favorite guy. Oh, look at him. He's so clean-shaven, too. Because even in Weekend and Bernie's had a mustache. Yep. You can see his former mustache right under his nose. He's one of those guys where they shave their mustache, and you're like, yeah. Did you shave your mustache? How do you know? What well, gave it away? Well, you like have like two times the size. Yeah, like your upper lip is like four times the size of uh, your chin. Now, here's Lee Majors, and it's Steve Austin. And the first thing was the, is the director has to remind us that Steve Austin was a sex symbol. So here we have our sexism. Oh, him. Now turn it up because he's going to make fun of today's youth. Okay. Now you know kids today, they say things like totally. I just go down my own street. Awesome. Awesome. Totally. Totally. Well, that was on fleek. Yeah. So the director has let us know that he's a sex symbol and he's old. Can I can I have some very disturbing questions I need to ask before we watch this movie? Yes. Yes. One, the government owns them, right? Mark, Michael, that is very disturbing. Okay. It is I don't disturbing. Know where you're coming from. Well, um, let me say this: you you crash right in an astronaut, and you wake up, and there's bionic parts, and they yeah. call you. Crassly, oh, yeah, the six million oh, yeah. always reminding you how much they pay like we you owe us you are the six million dollars and you dollars. do what the government tells you to do well, what if uh i'm older tough shit well no no he is retired right now he's retired there's no way the bionic man is retired he's going to be government owned till the rest of his life <laughs> okay this is about his son his son, who's also a military pilot. Steve Austin Jr.? Yeah. Now, does Bigfoot show up in this at all? Because he no. Won when... no. no. Not in this one. That okay, so best. Steve Austin, the $6 million man, he is now retired. He sunk all his 
<clears throat> money into this fishing boat, and he fishes all the time. And he was married to this woman, but she was a cuckoo. So they got a uh-huh. divorce, and she never said, by the way, I'm pregnant. So surprise, you have a kid. But he, he found out when he was young, like a couple years later, and he never raised the kid. And he, when the mom died, he sent him to the aunt's house. Okay, so he's estranged from his son. Yeah. No, so how did he know she was pregnant? Was it a bionic eye used at all? You can like, smell hey, it. I you can smell it. When oh, a woman's pregnant, there's a yeah, there's a scent. To oh, it. hang on, let me so, write this down. Thanks, so, man. I learned everything about women from you, Carl. <laughs> so he did crash and get bionic, and then find out about it. And he was an OSI agent, so his excuse. That he wasn't around was, you know, I I got America to help the state. What's an OSI agent? It's the pretend CIA. It's okay. the pretend CIA. You know, in the Venture Brothers, they're OSI too. They're the good guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they actually have a scene where Steve Austin and the big and Bigfoot are a couple, <laughs> and they're hiding out in the mountains together. <laughs> oh man, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the clothes are awesome. You know, What's one thing going on right now is he's yeah. saying, like, Fortress is back and Lyle Stenning is the head of, you know. And Lyle Stenning is, like, uh, his longtime adversary, but not really, just for the point of this movie. You know, they want to make it. Right. Okay, so he's like, forget it, Oscar. I'm retired. Uh, I'm out. I'm out of the game. And he'll stay out of the game. Uh huh, and he's gonna be like, "Yeah, but according to this receipt, we own you." <laughs> six million dollars, it says right here. Yeah. Look, now six Lyle million. You gotta come and fight Lyle, because guess what? He's Martin Landau. I know. I saw the special credit. You know, special guest star. The first name is always the villain. Mm-hmm. Audacious. Oh, look at him. He's definitely like. Ah, I'm gonna take a look at the look at her bikini one more time. Well, He's I he named the boat after the summer he met Jamie. And you're right. Oscar Goldman keeps looking at the bikini broads going, Looks like you're you're not too old, I can see, Steve Austin. <laughs> totally tubular. By tubular, I mean okay, Oscar, we get you. <laughs> oh, here's my impression, Carl, of the six million dollar man and the bionic woman having sex. Okay. <laughs> Oh, biotic woman. You're looking at, you're listening to another man. What? You're looking at another woman, huh? Oh, Cindy. Are you looking at Cindy? She's in Montana. Oh, Frank. Frank! Frank? Who are you listening to? Frank from Louisiana? So, when you saw the Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger is an aging Terminator, how'd you feel about that? Because Terminators and, and uh, Bionic Man, he's going to die eventually, right? Or uh-huh. he's immortal. Who? So Bionic Man? Of course he's going to yeah. die. So his he has this equipment in him like for forty yeah, years. Yeah, he's got a fake leg, okay, and they reinforced his spine with crocodilium. But that was back and, in nineteen seventies, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. This is eighty seven. Does he need well, like an upgrade? 
his son gets the bionics and he like runs all weird and they're like all impressed with him. I can't do that. And he shoots a laser with his eye, you know. So yeah, I saw the laser eyes. That's pretty cool. 1970s technology and his kids got late 80s. Tech. Yeah, they had lasers. Nepo babies, right? <laughs> Wait till you see the way he runs, man. I am the son, the son of Steve Austin. Well, the thing is, this was like, okay, this was kind of going to be a pilot, you see. Okay. Of course. These two right here on screen, they were together on a vacation in 1986, just fucking around. They were just friends, and they were on a vacation. And they started pretending, they were like improvising a scene, like, they're probably drunk or something, pretending that they were Steve Austin. Yeah, right, of course. So it gave him the idea, let's let's have a reunion. So they contacted this guy, Sidney Scheinberg at Universal. He's a good Catholic, Sidney Scheinberg at Universal, who agreed to develop it. And then there was a chance meeting with Brandon Tartikoff. Now, why do I know that? Brandon Tartikoff, by the way, the dog in uh, Punky Brewster is named Brandon after him. He uh-huh. is one of the superstars of the early 80s when it comes to television executive personalities. He's the okay. Fred Silverman of his time. He spearheaded every show you liked from NBC in the early 80s, and he had a certain personality. He passed away years ago, but okay. he is definitely like a power broker that even I know about. I read about him, Carl. You know? Uh-huh. So, yeah, Brendan Tartikoff, he probably said, cha-ching, let's yeah. do it. Well, it says a chance meeting. So they just bumped into Brandon. It uh, led to the movie being sold to NBC. And it was $4.8 million, not $6 million, $4.8 million budget uh, because it was also going to be like a pilot. Michael Austin is the name of the kid. So it would be like the Bionic Man's kid it was going to be a new series. Oh, that's cool. So Lee Majors could be in it, but he doesn't have to run around and shit. Right. His son mm-hmm. could do it. It literally right, his son could do it. Now, what about Bionic Woman? Would she be in this backdoor pilot as well, like in the show? Yep, yep. We're going to see her all over this thing. Now, right does she now, have a Bionic daughter? Uh, no, that that would be hitting the – that would be gilding the lily, I think. You gilding the lily, a little too that on the nose. As we... Nail on the head. <laughs> I mean, that's a little too on the nose here. <laughs> They're bit. twins. They're twins, and they're their own babies. They, they, they are. They become. They get married, and they. Oh right. They... Who are you listening to? Boop, 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 boop. Oh, boop, 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 boop. oh, by the way, like you know, during oh, I haven't finished the sex scene between the. Okay, the... let me jerk right, you off with my bionic hand. Ouch! Ouch! Ow. I don't have a bionic dick. Right, right. Don't worry, Oscar Goldish. We can <laughs> rebuild it. We can rebuild it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we have the technology. We can rebuild it. Then you really would hear that sound when they were doing it. Okay, so now he's sort of like been introduced to his son, but they never met. There's Bernie. He looks yes, old. Bernie. There's the dad from Surf 2. So, the good dad from Surf 2, not the racist dad. And no, the, no, it's not the good dad. It's um the... What's his name? Tom Villard's dad. Right, but he was and, cool. He, he yeah, was. He, he was wasn't. A, he wasn't dad. selling uh, Buzz Cola to the kids. Right. Those exactly. are the other two dads. Our dad's he was also protesting the Buzz Cola. Yeah. 
oh look california where everything exists that's another great thing about this tv show watching this in new jersey it's like wow california looks so cool yep yep it always did so right now oscar goldman has learned that steve austin will meet his son at this restaurant so <laughs> he is arranging it that that bionic woman coincidentally bees is there in bees there is there with on a on a date like on a blind date kind of thing because he for some reason in our plot wants steve austin and and he wants steve back to fight fortress so if he gets him back with i don't i don't understand his logic but he wants to play matchmaker and put these two together again fair enough that makes sense was fortunate you know one thing about these shows excuse me is that they would be episodic you know it would just be yeah. that villain fortress. of the week and if there was any kind of like chronological story it would be a special or like you know when he met bigfoot it was a big deal it was maybe a two-parter right. or a movie or it was an event yeah there was never yeah. like uh, the show is never a 22 hour movie like a serialized uh, TV show we we watch now. No, nope, it was episodic, just like you said. It would start with the premise, and by the end of the thing, it was wrapped up, and the guy was in jail. And it was right. all. There was really no mystery. Like it wasn't. I don't think the bionic woman was searching for something about her past, or like. Yes, there was no... no, she was. No, you see, she was. The pre yeah, the okay. Steve Austin and Jamie Summers were in love, and it was the summer of love and love, 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 love. And then Jamie love has it. the parachute crash, and they go, save her life, make her bionic. And they go, Steve, you can't, well, I'll crook do, 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 do you if you don't. And they said, <laughs> okay, okay. I'll do it. So they made her bionic, but when she woke up, she couldn't remember. She was like, hi, who are you? Are you okay, Jamie? <laughs> Is that my name? No, but she remembered her name, but she forgot all her about her past, so she didn't know she was in love with Steve Austin. So the Steve was a tortured soul who was uh, right near the woman he loved, but she couldn't love him back. Okay. Now, was this because they were retroing the story? Like did it originate as a pilot of just Jamie as herself and then they threw in all this backstory later or there was a movie um with the bionic woman it was really supposed to be an episode as a matter of fact she dies at the end she's, what she's, i die did i hear you correctly yes she dies it was so popular that they they just said all right fuck that and they made it like a thing like okay we didn't want you to know steve i told you she was dead because she can't remember and it would have been torturous to you that's really what it was that's, that's interesting um, Okay. Nice save. In the third season, two-part episode, her character is critically injured in a skydiving accident, equipped with bionic implants, but her body rejects them, ultimately leading to her death. <gasps> this was intended to be Wagner's last role under her universal contract, but public response to the character was so overwhelming that the death was retconned ret ret into a cover story. That's right. For a near-death secret recovery, Wagner, Wagner appeared in a two-part episode which returned her character, followed by a spin-off series, 1976. Amazing. That's so cool. Now, remember the time they ate pizza and riding horses? 
yeah, she, that's remembering the time she's riding horses, remembering the time she's eating pizza while remembering the time she was riding a horse. Does she have a flashback within the flashback? Yes. I remember being on a flashback. horse, remembering us eating pizza. <laughs> that's right. She was on the horse galloping. She goes, yeah. I remember that time we had the pizza. I'm remembering the time I remembered that we had pizza. We were having pizza and you were telling me you were on a horse. <laughs> So now we're having this awkward, okay, ready for some bionics? Turn it up so we hear the do 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 What? You know, you, you were treated inside yourself. No contact, no friends. And when somebody needed you, you didn't care. You're talking about it. It's fine, okay? Just well, he, stay she's here. talking about Istanbul. We'll learn that later. Jamie. Please let go of me. Oh. Now, here's the... <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to hear that. I wanted the audience to know what we're talking about when they're doing it. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. it. Watch my non-bionic parts! Don't worry about the two. Tell me about the window. Is there a back way out of here? Yes, out the back. Hello. <laughs> I was going to tell you to turn it up for her line. Yeah, that's a great line. Is Sir, I'm going to ask, ask you to leave. Hi, Dad. Oh, hi, Dad. That's even more embarrassing. Yeah. Why didn't you use the door? Well, son, no. Let me back see, after this. What were the commercials like on the other recording? Yeah, we don't get to see the cool retro commercials. They just It just goes to black and comes back. That's fair enough. Yeah. We're more interested in the action here. Well, I don't know, Mike. It's really fun when they have the retro commercials. Sure. You know, I mean, and, and there's the news story, news at 11. You know, you see what was, right? World Trade what? Center hit? What? No. <laughs> this is 1987. Get out of here. Oh, Statue of Liberty will be reopening soon. Right. Well, this is cool. I mean, I didn't realize he had a son. I know Lee Majors was in Evil Dead versus Ash or whatever the TV show, Ash versus the Evil Dead. He played mm -hmm. Ash's father from the Evil Dead movies when they had a Showtime show. He was the dad in it, but I didn't watch it. Um, the, he got famous from The Big Valley. There were oh, 400 no people who auditioned for The Big Valley, including Burt Reynolds, and he yeah. won. And that's how then this came along, and now he's a big star. But he also went on to do The Fall Guy for one season. It was in The Virginian. Did you now, like The Fall Guy? No. Now, check this out, Mike. Check this out, right? He was going to be in Midnight Cowboy. He was going to be the John Voight guy. Yeah, he would have been all right, I guess. Well, the thing is, but instead, Big Valley – it was they had they had the more the thing is he was a tv guy and this it's corny and stupid six million dollar man but if he had done big valley and then got cast with dustin hoffman in midnight cowboy his career might have been totally different he might have been a very cool hip movie star well do you think john voight is john voight was in runaway train which we watched and we loved him in that performance but you know he's grown up and he is who he is you know this kind of firebrand on twitter etc and and not really you know so it, it could have been anything but 
I'm saying it, it wouldn't mean anything to be in that movie. It would have been cool to have a TV actor show up in a movie that was rated R at the time. X. Midnight Cowboy well, was rated X. He was a TV actor in like a cowboy film in the black and white days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, if he had gone into that movie, he would have suddenly been a hip, cool. I mean, it's all about heroin and John Foyt's picking up a prostitute and thinks that he was the prostitute. Remember that scene? I don't know. If yeah, of course. And, and um, Hoffman dies and, you know, I'm walking. Uh -oh. he, he could have become, he never was a movie star. He was a stupid TV star. Right, but he did pretty well. I mean, I, I think like. Yeah, he did pretty well. <laughs> he you was know, in Robot get... Chicken. He played himself like in Robot in Chicken. Robot. robot Chicken, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be like, ah, I'm making fun of Six Million Dollar Man. I mean, people get cast and become iconic because of their TV roles, and then you feel right. kind of bad that they're typecast. But always at the end of the day, or at the end, you're like, I really love Six Million Dollar Man. Could you just give me that? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. So now, cool. okay, this paramilitary operation is in a station wagon with three goofs. <laughs> what do you want to do? Is that OSI regulated station wagon? <laughs> Well, they're the bad OSI. Oh, no! This is oh, hey, buddy. What? Oh, California's beautiful. Oh, that must be a back lot. Oh, no, it looks like California. I mean, like an actual... Oh. Mm. So 80s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, so, with the music. So we have three goofs. And right right into the boat show is they want to capture Steve Austin because they want to learn about his bionics. You see, Martin Landau has got a thing for bionics. He wants to steal the secret. Whoa! Whoa! This is the that first time in 10 years someone wants to steal a secret. And I also like that guy's earrings from the 80s. That's pretty cool. Oh, of course there's a ramp. I was going to say yeah. it should be a ramp show. Now, watch. Mm -hmm. This jump is pointless. He jumps. It was right? a double ramp. But then the other car can just drive around. I mean, there's a barrier. <laughs> right. But Steve drove off a ramp, landed on another ramp, and went over a boat and hit. Right. Where are the stunt people are? Oh, Wilshire. Wilshire, sure, Wilshire Boulevard. Yeah. Now, the Okay. Remember, he was like, I'm retired. Now they've come. Fortress came after me. So now he's back. So, so this time it's personal. Oscar Goldman, like, yeah. to pledge to fight Fortress. I'm back, hopefully, for a season or two. Full, full pickup. This time it's personal. Well, the thing is, this was popular, and it did the, it was the fourth highest rated show during the week. Not the night or something. That would be terrible, but... Like, it was a highly rated show. So it led to two other movies. It never led to the, the, the TV series. Right now, she was like, I wonder what parts are bionic sexually. <laughs> well, I'd look at that as ass. Look at that ass is bionic. Now, you this know, is father and son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. They're going to play ball. We Finally, we get to play ball, Dad. Do you... Uh, <laughs> their TV movies were pretty well known. Like, didn't they get married was one of the TV movies? Like I the marriage or the I don't think so. I don't remember that. Yeah. But I, I do remember the TV movies. This one when you uh picked it, I was really excited because 
lot of those TV movies were during the late 70s, you know, maybe early mm-hmm. 80s. It wasn't like 1987 where they're just dusting off the characters and bringing them back. Well, this led to two other movies. The next one was 1989. It's called The Bionic Showdown. Six million dollars in the and the and his son is in it also. And then, but this is the one I think we might have missed our real one to watch. In 1994, they had Bionic Ever After? Question mark. So maybe that's maybe that's one. Yeah, like maybe that was the one to see, and maybe that's the one with the marriage you're talking about. Oh, I was waiting for him to squeeze that. Well, he was like, "Do something bionic," you know. He says, "Don't bother <laughs> me, kid." I'll box your fucking ears in, son. <laughs> oh, my dad was a cruel man. Uh, you should see. Okay, when you look at Lee Majors the second as an old man, he's Steve right. Austin. He's Steve Austin. Google his name and look at him like old. He's Steve. Lee Austin. Majors, I I. Now this is up. Oh, well, we. We'll see him later. He's Did Frank Poole from 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's pretty cool. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, I want to take a look at him again. He has a weird face. Yeah, and he's old. He's got his gray hair, you know. Yeah, I and remember the... he did a bunch of stuff in the 80s. Weird. Well, the thing he was in 2010. I see, too. The year we made contact. No, that was... That the was... Sequel. Yes, I know, but he... No, that... That was the Star Trek. What was his name? No, no. He shows up as a cameo at the end of the movie. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, I he, know. he appears okay. in the movie. He, he's not like, he doesn't act, act, but he definitely comes up as character. What's, what was the name of the other astronaut? It was Frank Poole and... Dave. Right. Yeah. Uh, my mind is going, Dave. 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 Daisy. I'm sorry. I can't do that, Dave. That's right. That's a mean computer lip, lip reading. I know. What I wanted to do on Fish Burgers was do that to Jeremy. I would say, <laughs> open the pod bay doors, Hal, right? But the thing is, I would tell Jeremy that I'm going to, that's the, our joke is that I will open them, you know? Because you remember how stressed he would get? Open the pod bay doors! You just see Jeremy <laughs> in that astronaut. Oh, I see Jeremy do that? So you're. Hell! That would have been on your public access, our public access show 30 years ago with your brother Jeremy. Everybody knows because we're so famous. You don't got to do Oh, they can check out our Fishburgers channel. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> go on YouTube to Fishburgers, but it's got to be the channel. Otherwise, you'll get recipes to make Fishburgers. Yeah, you'll be there all day. Okay. Now he's going to tell him. She remembers. She remembers you and your love affair. She's probably in love with you again. Oh, yeah, there you go. Younger. Young. <coughs> no. I really appreciate everything that you have done for me. Yeah, I really like you. Not enough to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for listening to me. That's my, one of my old jokes. I never use it again. That's so great. You're a great guy. You're so- you're really not not nice enough, but I threw that joke away. I'm sure you threw <laughs> a million of them away. You got some. Yeah. Money. Oh, and we're back. 
Yeah, so this was a, a two ABC shows, but in the eighties, Brandon Tartikoff got the rights, got this aired well, on NBC. It was yeah. Let me tell you about that. Um, turn it up so we can hear the boop 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 boop. Okay, oh, let's hear. Oh, oh no, it's too late. Okay, no, so heavy breathing. NBC picked up the Bionic Woman after the series had been canceled by ABC. Oh, ABC okay. continued to air the $6 million man. So Rudy Wells, the guy who like made him Bionic, he was on two different networks. You know, we That's Bionic- so the, the spinoff was on the same time as the run for $6 million man, but $6 million man remained on ABC. Yes. Well, at the same time, the Bionic Woman was on the air, but on the competing channel. NBC. It was a scandal. It was, what? Has the whole world gone crazy? And now that I'm competing crazy. against the, you know, well, that's the spinoff. Yeah, a lot more people like it. You know, there's been a lot of television shows that switch American networks. I would say Taxi was on ABC and then NBC. Uh, there was another show I just thought of that switched networks, but it's not too uncommon that happens, but I've never uh-huh. heard of a competing, uh, right. a, a similar a show. Right? Yeah, it's like I guess the most. I, now in the streaming services, you have South Park with Paramount Plus showing exclusive movies, and HBO Max having the rights to the TV show, which is also mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. <laughs> that's the only example I could think of. Yeah, that's an example of life imitating life. <laughs> the biz. So now all was again, it... it's not worth anything. It's like, when I woke up, oh, it was stressful, stressful. I know you set me up with Steve. What are you up to, Oscar? Do you notice in the 80s, men still wore suits on television, even though they really just didn't television know. style. Like, nobody yeah, would wear that right. jacket. You'd see Michael J. Fox in a suit on yeah. ties and the dad. and They're like sports coats or... I was watching Andy Kaufman on Fridays. It was it was the following episode. He he famously kiboshed an episode, and then uh, the following season they had him on, and it's on Tubi, and he's wearing the cheapest three piece suit I've ever seen in 1980. You know, okay. like it's just like it's what people wore, like you know, on Mark and Mindy, it would be a three piece suit. It wouldn't, you know, like who wears a three piece suit? Got right, a vest right. and a jacket and a tie, and it's like you know, vanilla looking. The best is overkill. Yeah, like Oscar right now. Like I know we're not listening to them, but it's just well because weird. I don't it's crybaby stuff. It's really not worthless. Look how his tie is. It's folded into his pants. Right, tucked right in. And whoa! He just got out of bed. Maybe twist the scarf around your and roll him. And roll him. <laughs> oh, look! Continuity error. Your tie's out to untucked. We don't have. Uh, it doesn't oh, matter. That's and cut. Right, Michael. Very good. Yeah. I have a bionic eye. Go ahead. Listen oh. for two seconds. Okay, with my bionic ear. Yes. Do, 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 do. What's okay. that supposed to mean? I wanted, well, Fortress is the paramilitary organization <laughs> run by Martin Landau. But what I wanted to say, and we'll see. Here's Martin Landau. I'll come back to it. All right. Don't forget. 
Steve Austin shows up. Can I call the guard? Oh, we're just going to have a little conversation, you and me. Can I call the guard? And I'll kill you with my body. You're joking me. <laughs> my God, Martin Lando is so great. That that toupee of his, his hair is so. I don't know if it's real or not. I love it. it I it think has, it's real. Yeah. Now this guy, you know, he was. He grew to be into movies, not but he started. It was Space 1999 sure. and Mission Impossible. That's yeah, what gave he, him a face that you know. But he was a fucking superstar, though, in both of those shows. And his wife was in, in both, too, and because he was just so versatile in them. Like, you know, and she did, too. Like, they were just anything that they threw. Like, Mission Impossible was fantastic. Yeah. You know? They were always playing something different. Yeah. Like each episode, they had to do some sort of scam. I remember there was an MTV, like, uh, red carpet event for the first Mission Impossible movie. I don't remember if it was Tabitha Soren, but one of the famous MTV news yeah, yeah, went up yeah. to Martin Lando, who was there on the red carpet, and go, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. And like, are you promoting Ed Wood? You idiot. <laughs> I guess she's just young. She wasn't around. Yeah, she was young. Too. And don't forget, the first movie, like, Mission Impossible is this great team espionage show. And then the first movie, his espionage team gets killed in like 20 minutes. So, just Ethan Hunt. Oh, is he a psychic? Is he going to do Jigsaw? All we got with Martin Landau was Steve Austin going, if you hurt anybody who I love, I'm going to get you. Fortress I'll kill you this time. Yeah. Now we're seeing that, like, Jamie is, she's like a physical therapist, and she does counseling. And this guy is, like, all about TV shows. And I don't know, he's got problems. Later on, he'll um, help the plot by a little bit. That's why he's here. So what do you mean by TV shows? Turn it up. You'll hear. He, the way he okay. talks, like, beam me up, Scotty, mm -hmm. stuff like this. Wah, 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 wah. Jamie. Be careful out there. Hill Street Blues. <laughs> Dynamite. Look, a fake leg. It's bionic leg. Oh, press five and six to wiggle the toes. Now, do you recognize <laughs> Rudy Wells' face from the show? He was in Bionic Woman and Six Million Dollar Man while they were playing on different networks. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. He, it, he is the guy who does the Bionic. I don't remember him, Carl. Oh, oh, okay. When yeah. I saw his face, I immediately remembered. Look, he's the guy who always used the tweezers. <laughs> uh, it's a little personal here. Can you imagine you have a bionic leg and you see the guy fucking with a leg on the kid? <laughs> It's a weird tingle when I see you do that. Well, if it isn't Steve Austin, how are you, Steve? I thought Steve. you were tired, buddy. How come one limb is clean shaven and the other is hairy? Her suit. <laughs> you notice that? Like, we got a hairy edition, a hairy white edition, and a clean shaven white edition. It's weak. You'll see on the table. Well, I, I guess. Yeah, we'll like, if one's got one leg has hair. Look, yeah. look here in this science thing. 
See the science in there? Yeah. See, that's all you are, Steve, to us. That fucking microchip. You get it? <laughs> Six million dollars that cost us. I know! Let's see. Six seasons, 20 episodes apiece. Uh, each villain, 120 villains. That still comes 4.6 million short. You I know! Look at this laser eye. You see, I've got a laser eye. If huh. there's anybody who ever needs a laser eye, you let me know. All right, well, okay. you know, if the sun gets into a jet crash or something. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, 20, it's a week before the accident, but thanks for letting me know. Yeah, it's a little early. It's a little early. Um, um, thank you for the movies part. The, the creator, the invention lab is always like this hoardy bit where it's like, okay, here's this pen that will help you breathe underwater and shoot <laughs> any kind of laser crabs. Great, if Whoa. I ever see a laser crab underwater, I'll use it. Whoa! Laser crabs! <laughs> Take out my pen. Here, can I get your autograph? You're so crabby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James. Look, he's playing with uh, Steve Austin's fake skin. Oh, my God, <laughs> how 80. And I'm setting that up because later I'll become a hostage. Oh, remember wearing pearls in the 80s when you go to supermarket shopping? Yeah. No, but I'm gonna yeah. get myself a paper cup. That is cup. so eighties. Look at the high shoulders. Yes. On both of them, and the pearls, especially the pearls. Look That's at the tie pearls. loosened, the pop collar. Yeah, no, she well, she rocks it. Lindsay, I like. I'm a big fan. Oh, she's got now, a side hustle going. Later, she'll get cured. See, what happened is she's she keeps her eyes closed all the time since she was a baby, and then oh. when they teach her about opening her eyes. Her sight will be restored. Listen, uh, lady, you're coming with us. Yeah, like this way. I have a gun, lady. Uh, I guess you didn't this. hear me. Yeah, if you don't come with us, we're going to shoot the children. Watch, look. Oh, 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 oh. No, <laughs> he's going to be fired the line. Like, they don't hear a fucking gun behind them. <laughs> click, like, click. no one does. Click, click. Come with us or we'll shoot the children. He could point a gun at six children, Carl, because according to the show, they're blind. No worries. Right. right. They're not getting away. Well, I hope he doesn't escalate this by pointing a gun in broad daylight to a bunch of children. Now, coincidentally, Steve Austin just happens to be parking his car and getting out for no reason. For no reason. He shouldn't be here at all. Well, no, that's that parking spot is reserved for Lee Majors. Oh, here we go. Oh, turn up the cells here to... Come on, make this noise. Make the noise. Come on, more. <laughs> now, he's he's running down like the suburban part of a. Probably in real life, they stop. And he's like, <laughs> he does. He always does look like that. Even in the the original run, he always looked like he was exhausted. <laughs> Gravity. Oh, he's running and stopping. Watch, oh, look at this, Mike. Watch. Yeah. And... Oh. How do they do that, Carl? In a single bound. 
how they do I have, it. I have notes. I don't like the the music over the sound effect. It has to be all I know. sound effect. Just the sound effect is what we need to hear. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that is incredible. All this shit's incredible. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, you punk. Talk about road rage. Oh, look, she now, bionic kicked it out. Ah. Finally, I could use my bionic powers. I got my bionic power. I'm going to stuntman you. What? You're, you're a, a 